Hey everyone, my name is Katie and I'm an elopement and intimate wedding photographer based in Los Angeles. I created this podcast as a resource for couples who are considering an elopement. If you'd like more information and some inspiration about eloping, you can visit runawaytogether.co. Today I interview Karen and Karen and her husband actually eloped in the Netherlands. They're two Americans who happen to be working over there, so that's where they decided to elope. And Karen and I talk about dealing with a little bit of the disappointment from not having family join, but how they sort of remedied that with having a celebration about a year later back in the U.S. so that their families could join them for the party type stuff, even though they'd already legally been married. All right, here we go. Hi, my name is Karen. Uh, I'm an American, uh, now living in the Netherlands, and I blog at Wonderlusting K about travel as well as uh, expat life. And I mentioned to you earlier that I found your blog post um, through a Pinterest search, and I learned that you decided to get married in Amsterdam. I think both you and your husband are American, but... Why did you, or what made you decide to get married in Amsterdam? And do you, would you consider it an elopement? I would consider it an elopement. Um, we got, we decided to get married, honestly, a bit spontaneously. We had been talking about it for what seemed like ages. <laughs> but due to the fact that we both live abroad, um, and both of us are American, and our families live in the United States, but very different parts. And as a result, the logistics of planning an elopement, especially when with families in two very different places and you living in a different country, <laughs> it, it just becomes a bit too stressful at some point. And we had started look, uh, looking into having, you know, big, uh, not super big, but a bigger wedding for our family and our friends in the United States. And we just reached a breaking point and we said, yeah, let's just get married here and let's just go to city hall and, you know, do it for ourselves and we can always do something later. For us, it was really a practical mm -hmm. consideration because um, we were about to uh, move out of the Netherlands and we really wanted to also make sure that legally we were husband and wife. Are you, what state are you from or where are you originally from? I'm from New York. Cool. My husband's from Kentucky. <laughs> and so you were going to get married in one of those states or somewhere else? We were actually considering getting married towards Kentucky or somewhere southern. Mm -hmm. um, it was it became very difficult with the logistics because if you live abroad, you also have to fly in, and the idea of planning a whole you know wedding for let's say a hundred people in a place that you don't even know very well it's it's hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was it just ended up being we were planning on North Carolina, and in the end. After we eloped, we waited about a year and a half until we were a bit more settled. We saved up some money and we had a big post-elopement reception for our family and our friends in North Carolina where we were actually considering having the original wedding. Nice. Okay. I definitely want to hear more about the ceremony, like not the ceremony, what's the word? The celebration that you <laughs> had with your family. But first, I want to know a little bit more about Amsterdam as a like a place to an elope. Was it a place that you traveled before and you guys really liked or did it hold special meaning for you? 
to be fair, uh, not everyone can um, get married in Amsterdam. You do have to be a Dutch resident. Hmm. I I was involved in a wedding of of a friend, mm-hmm. and they had some issues regarding uh, residency. And I, I should say that although it it would be great for everyone to get married in Amsterdam, it's not logistically possible for most people. We chose to get married in Amsterdam because at that point in time we were actually living in Amsterdam. And we, you know, we love the city. We still love the city. And, you know, um, Dutch weddings are quite different than American weddings. And in some ways we tried to have, you know, it's kind of nice to have our own little Dutch wedding. Sounds great. That's one place that I haven't (laughs) been to yet, but I also love traveling. I know, obviously, you love to travel because you have a travel blog. And Mm -hmm. I would love to go there. So what do you think are some of the pros and the cons of eloping? Your blog post, which I'll link to so that people can read it more thoroughly, but it talks about a lot of the pros and cons. What do you think are the main pros and cons of eloping? I think for, at least for me, one of the biggest pros was just getting rid of a lot of the stress of associated with planning a wedding. It's not to say there, there isn't planning at all. Um, you still have quite a bit to plan. However, the the pressure to please other people um, in terms of planning a wedding kind of goes away because when you're eloping, it's a wedding for you and your significant other. And obviously, some people do choose to bring their family and friends into it. I thought it was a really beautiful thing about eloping that it was the wedding that you want to have. And it can be as simple or as elaborate as you want. And for us, it was simple and basic and you know, lovely in its own little ways. But that that for me was one of the highlights. In a previous podcast interview that I did, somebody mentioned that eloping is kind of catered toward the couple. And when you have a bigger wedding, it's more catered toward the guests, which is kind of an interesting way to look at it. And I think that's true in a lot of ways. Did you I'm curious, where was there a venue? Or did you just kind of do it outside? How what were like, We're going to come back to the pro-cons, but I got distracted by my own thoughts. I'm just curious about um, where you did it. Well, in the Netherlands, every couple that gets married has to legally get married at City Hall. That is a legal requirement. Um, You can choose later on to go to a church and have an officiant or priest uh, actually do the religious ceremony. But Every Dutch couple has to go to City Hall. Um, that's quite a significant difference with the United States. So we, we just did the City Hall wedding. And then we after we got married, it was just my one of my friends and my aunt there as witnesses. And then after we went to a beautiful little cafe that's right along the canals, we opened champagne and just had lunch. And later on, we uh, biked home and we picked up a, a very small cake. I ran into one of my friends while we were biking, who was also biking. We invited her over to our house and we just ate the cake. And later on, we went out to dinner. It was very simple. You know, it was just a very quiet celebration for us. Did you have a photographer kind of documenting things? We did, although um, we actually did the photos on a different day. (laughs) The weekend before we got married, um, I had been in touch with a photographer who was visiting Amsterdam. She couldn't actually come on the day of our wedding. So we decided 
just to do the shoot a little bit prior to the wedding because it just made more sense logistically. And actually, in the end, I actually preferred it because then we didn't have to worry about photos. Although we did definitely take photos on that day, we have polished photos on the day that was dedicated to the photo shoot. And then we have the day that was just solely for us. I was just going to try to refocus my list here to back to pros and cons. Um, So you mentioned pros of just kind of relieving the stress of planning back in the States and trying to coordinate where all the family members might have to come from. Anything else? Yeah, I would definitely say one of the other pros of eloping is that um, weddings can cost so much. (laughs) And especially when when you account for the cost of, of the guests that you, you know, that you want to host. And one of the big pros of eloping for me, and I know for many others, was that it's significantly cheaper. Although, of course, you can spend quite a bit on eloping. Um, there's a very big difference between paying for five people versus 100. I would say another um, big aspect of eloping is that for a lot of people, it can be really stressful, especially if you're not an extrovert or a big people person, to have a big wedding. And for a lot of couples, you know, especially if, if you're going, if, you, if, if your marriage is really about having that special connection with your partner and that the romance, having 100 or 200 people to take care of around you and to be greeting and talking to that many people can be really stressful. And one of my good friends, that was one of her biggest fears about having a bigger wedding. And I think elopement can, eloping can be a significant advantage for those of us who are a bit more introverted because it allows you, you know, because you still might have friends and family with you, but you really can focus your attention on spending time with your significant other, enjoying that moment, and also, you know, only spending time with a certain number of people who you really want to be there with versus relatives who you may not have seen since you were a child. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I I photograph a lot of intimate weddings and even then some of my brides are more shy and they mention the same exact thing. Like they're nervous about walking down the aisle. Like even though it's like only, you know, 20, 30, 50 people looking at you, it's still kind of a weird thing to have like all eyes on you. I'm shy too. And I, I think that that would be a little bit nerve wracking definitely. And then you have to kind of get up in front of everyone for the ceremony and all the other kind of things that go on throughout the day and the night. So yeah, I'd actually never thought about that, but it would be good for people who kind of are introverted and like being around a big group of people is really draining. And even as an extrovert, it it's still you know it it still can be draining to be talking to a hundred people. <laughs> it's one thing to have you know to it really being in a setting where you're with thirty people you really love spending time with, but to to have a hundred you know a hundred different conversations on a day where you're trying to enjoy it for yourself. I think that can be a little hard. Are there any other main pros that come to mind? You kind of can let go a lot of the expectations others have for your wedding. Your wedding is truly for you, what you want, what your partner wants, and trying to make that moment special. And instead of having to worry about, you know, what your mother might think of one aspect of the ceremony or that you didn't, you know, do one thing, that, you know, that every other relative of yours has ever done when they got married. It's really nice to have that moment where you just say, this is what I want for my wedding. And to just let go of 
what what other people expect of your wedding. One of the biggest issues I, with eloping that I faced and many others I've known who eloped face is the family expectations, I should say disappointment, that come with eloping. I think for a lot of people, their parents, you know, you know dream of walking them down the aisle and and I'm an only child, and I know for my parents it was very hard when they heard that we got married in the Netherlands. I gave them fair notice, but for them to lose out on that moment, mm-hmm. you know, was really a bit disappointing. And I think for family members, they really want to join in on your joy and to celebrate with you. And when you do elope, in some ways, you know, you, you are not making that possible for family members who can't travel with you. And that is reality that you will have to cope with. Were your parents like initially upset and then they kind of warmed up to the idea or how was that experience for you personally, if you don't mind sharing? No, I don't mind. (laughs) Um, They were very understanding. I gave them very fair notice that we were thinking about getting married in the Netherlands. And I asked them, you know, can you try to fly in? to so that we can coordinate with you and my husband's family see if we can just have a very small wedding with just family and in the end with the dates and the times it didn't work out so I I would say my my parents were mostly disappointed (laughs) they weren't you know upset or mad Um, they just were were a little bit sad that they didn't get to be there my mom especially she really wanted to choose choose a dress for me together and my dad he really did want to walk me down the aisle and he wanted to enjoy those moments so they were they were a bit sad but one of the ways that I tried to compensate for kind of losing out on that moment was um, when we finally saved up enough money and we were settled again we had a second or I should say a post elopement ceremony and reception just for our family and friends in the United States. Yeah, that I think this is a good segue to talk a little bit about that. And I think that does kind of help offset maybe some of the disappointment of people not making it there is having a bigger celebration, you know, at some point in the future. So you, just to clarify, you and your husband right now live in the Netherlands still, right? Mm-hmm. So you decided to do a little celebration back home. How far after the elopement did you guys do the party? About a year and a half. And it was mostly due to, um, we had a bit of instability <laughs> where we, we moved quite a bit and we were just trying to get settled again. And so once we were settled, we, we had time to plan this whole party for our families. Awesome. Can you tell me a little bit about where you did it and who was invited and maybe just some of the fun details? Sure. Our uh, post-reception, we called it a jubilee. (laughs) We had it in Asheville, North Carolina, and I had read quite a bit about fall in Asheville and how beautiful it was. And a lot of my friends and family were very excited at the prospect of visiting and being able to enjoy Asheville as a city. So we ended up choosing Asheville. We ended up um, choosing a venue a little bit outside um, in the countryside, right in the mountains, um, just an old barn. And I just, I found it just looking through photos online and I instantly just loved the way it looked, although it was a bit difficult to having coordinating all this from abroad. I was was their first bride that had done anything from abroad. (laughs) So we had tying down a lot of logistics from abroad were very difficult because they, I don't have a U.S. phone number and they are so used to just calling 
their brides to talk about details. And with me, we had to coordinate everything and plan a lot more carefully to ensure the time zones matched. I really wanted to give my family, especially my parents, that, you know, the ceremony aspect. My father would really wanted to have that moment of walking down the aisle, but he said, well, you already got married. You, you, we can't do, you can't pretend to get married all over again. <laughs> I said, okay, well, let's think on what we can do. And so my husband's family, my own family, were quite from quite different backgrounds. So we tried to come up with our own ceremony that was not rooted in any religion, the things that we love about our family traditions. And my family um, is Jewish, and so I decided I really wanted to have, have a chuppah and have some of the Jewish traditions pulled into it, which my husband was also very excited about because he's always wanted to be raised on a chair. <laughs> <laughs> and he always wanted to do kind of the dances. Um, and then from his side, um, they have a long tradition of doing uh, shape note singing at their weddings. So we tried to pick some different aspects of of, that we both really wanted and just tried to create a ceremony that was just meant to showcase our love for each other and, you know, just show our love for our families at the same time. And um, my mother-in-law actually and her sisters helped um, weave the chuppah from scratch oh, wow. themselves and they built the frame as well. It was just, you know, very beautiful and it was you know, really lovely to have both sides of the family just loved it because it was nothing cookie cutter. It was everything just that we wanted that we would would want would have wanted to have in any wedding that we would have done. Instead of having to do certain aspects that are more typical, we only pick the things that we love. So, did you kind of say your vows again, or what did the the ceremony part look like? We were just read off a letter about you know how we felt when we first met each other and kind of you know, how we still feel about each other and just kind of affirming some of the things that we feel about each other. Yeah. It wasn't so much about reading the vows, but more about just, I guess, which is kind of the point of a wedding, you know, making your love public and allowing other people to share in that. So my aunt read a poem that she wrote, wrote um, based on our original marriage. And it was things like this that were more about our families versus just us. And then afterwards, we um, we had some local food from one of the local vendors recommended by people who own the farm. And then we just had our own playlist that we played. And yeah, and we did still in, um, add some Jewish traditions to this. But beyond that, it was just really catching up and dancing, which is pretty standard. It was kind of nice at both moments in time to have to have the wedding at, you know, mm -hmm. I wanted and also the larger wedding that I also wanted to have with family. So it was kind of nice to take the pressure off. Yeah, I like that. If you can't decide, then you just do both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's what I do with, sh with like shoes or something, you know, like if you like two colors and you can't decide, then, you know, why not just get them both? I do have a lingering question about... When you were planning to get married in Amsterdam, did you live in the U.S. or were you already over there? I was already in the in the Netherlands. Oh, okay. So it was eloping, but we didn't go very far. <laughs> gotcha. And then yeah. you mentioned that you have to be a Dutch resident to get legally married there. So do you like somehow have residency? Yes, I do. Um, my husband and I work here. 
So there are quite a few requirements that are quite timely to do. And I, a few people have asked me about doing this. I've told them that it would take at least six months, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, I think the the moral of the story is like each country's probably well is different as far as the requirements yes. and the legalities. So it's just a matter exactly. of kind of doing the research and figuring out what you have to do. Was it hard to figure all that out? Like, how did you figure it out? Was it just Googling the right things? And like, how'd you figure out what you needed to do? There wasn't that much in English mm. <laughs> at the time that we decided that we would get married. Um, Generally, in the Netherlands, if you have questions about what paperwork you need, you go straight to the government. To You have to figure out which is the right agency, and you have to get the right person on the phone. But once you have the right person on the phone, they usually will give you a pretty definitive list of what actually needs to be done. I was a photographer for a couple. One of them has Dutch citizenship, although they're both, they're both American. And they did get married in Amsterdam, and they were able to get together this elopement of theirs when about three months with coordinating with one of the government officials with what paperwork they needed. So I guess it depends how motivated you are. Yeah, yeah and I think one other last option is to just do your legal stuff wherever you live, where you're from, and then you can always do like a more symbolic thing in a different country. It doesn't necessarily have to be legal there. Yeah, there actually is a um, an event that they do hold in Amsterdam where you can get basically fake married in one of the most beautiful churches in the Netherlands, mm. in my opinion. You can go in front of... The church, um, it's now used as an event space, actually. I, I, they might change the location sometimes. But anyways, there there are some people who do basically a fake marriage where you are getting married in, the, in Amsterdam, but you are not actually, it, it's not legal. But it's for tourists who really want to have the experience of getting married. And I think it's more of a, a fun thing to do where, you know, you go around and you, you get to enjoy all the perks of getting married. I think that's all the questions that I had, but I'm just wondering if anything comes to mind for something that you'd like couples to know about eloping. Um, one of the hardest things to to do with eloping, especially if you're getting trying to take care of details in a foreign country, you have to deal with a lot of the cultural differences <laughs> that come along with that especially if you know someone from that country who can talk to you about what the process is, because every country will have its own intricacies of how bureaucracy works, how, um, how weddings work. And that, that is one of the hardest parts I think of getting married anywhere, especially somewhere you're not familiar with. Yeah. I would say that one of the hardest, the hardest things for me, especially with getting, dealing with any kind of wedding related things from abroad was just dealing with time differences and just trying to deal with the fact that most of the world and even the United States and even the Netherlands is, is still not that good with dealing with international communication just because we think that, you know, it is possible. A lot of the time people will try to call you back <laughs> and say, oh, yeah, I'll call you back in an hour. And if you're in a different country, it doesn't always work so well. Yeah. Did you use like WhatsApp or was it just using phone calls only like straight from your cell phone? Um, I have a special um, number through Google Hangouts that I use for calls that are international because it's so much cheaper. Hmm, that's a good tip. Yeah. And I used it very heavily when we were planning 
all this um, because it was very difficult to, you know, for me, even if I call U.S. number <laughs> from my phone, I will be incurring significant charges. So sure. let alone being in a in a hour conversation with someone who's not used to using Skype, it does add up quite significantly. So I would say Google Hangouts um, does have, I, I believe they call it Google Voice now. And so you can actually forward that to your phone. Yeah, I've done that before. So you, it's free to sign up for a Google Voice number and then you can just set it to like channel through your phone though I've never done it internationally so yeah or you yeah you can add money onto Google Voice mm -hmm. and at, after that point you can make phone calls as if you're calling from one country that you're choosing for basically pennies compared to the real cost of it you can set it up that it will go through your phone using data every time you receive a call on that number although I, I didn't have it set up that way um, and I just would set a time with every vendor that I had to deal with and make sure that we would call each other, set an appointment. That was the time that we talk and go from there. Staying organized in this way is one of the only ways I was able to plan this because it's very hard in, in places, especially more rural places, where people are, may not be used to people doing everything by email. They might think that you're a scammer. Thank you, Karen. I'm wondering how people can find you online and get in touch with you. Um, you can find me online. Uh, my website is called Wanderlusting K. I'm on most social medias as well. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, and um, I hope that everybody finds this helpful. All right, that wraps up my conversation with Karen. I'm going to leave a link to her blog in the description of this episode. And if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, you can do so at runawaytogether.co. Feel free to leave me a message or a comment suggesting a topic that you're interested in or a place that you'd like to hear more about eloping in. Final request, if you have time and you found any value in this podcast, you can leave a review on iTunes and that just kind of helps other couples find this podcast and reach more people. I have one really five-star great review so far. I'm very grateful for that. However, I did tell my mom to do it. So the only review I have so far is from my mom and I would greatly appreciate anybody else who would like to say a few things. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week.